Hey guys, it's Candace K, and I'm back. I think this is episode 45. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. I'm currently located in Los Angeles, California. It has been, I think, about nine months since we've last spoken. I didn't know when I would bring the pod back. I um, have sort of been through the gauntlet (laughs) and you can't tell um, by my social channels, but my mom, my therapist, my best friends will tell you it's been rough and things might have gotten a little bit worse recently for all of us. So um, as a pioneer and a leader, as a wellness journalist and author and writer, I knew it was my time to come back to see you. So my hands on my heart, I am so grateful to be here and to be healthy and happy and to help you with all my contributions the best I can. Um, I channel a lot of energy during these podcasts through other people or spirits or higher powers that work through me. And it sometimes scares me because um, I feel that uh, this was a job that chose me. And I don't really understand it other than the fact that I'm here as a messenger to give you the best information I can. So here I am helping. I'm going to go through um, who I am, what I've been up to, where we are right now, how we can help each other, and why. Why is this happening and why it's so important to be there for one another? And we're going to really make this happen um, together. We're going to bounce back and take the L. I've already lost seven clients in a few days. So I'm sure all of us are being affected right now, which is cool. It's all good. Okay, no tears. (laughs) So who am I in case you haven't listened to the Wabi Sabi podcast yet? Wabi Sabi refers to celebrating the perfectly imperfect lives that we all have. And I'm half Japanese and Wabi Sabi is a Japanese term. I work off of my lineage and the grace and gifts that I have, which are writing, speaking, producing, directing, cooking, creating. Um, I'm a six-time best-selling author. I moved out of New York City about a year or two ago, um, and I spent the last year just traveling the world as a journalist, chef, and author. I wrote Kintsugi Wellness most recently. The book has been published in 10 languages across the world. Yeah, girl, you better get that. And um, I have been healing on a journey of figuring out who the fuck I am and where I'm going. Because even though you guys think I have it all together, wabi sabi. Take a deep fucking breath with me right now. Who I am really does make a difference and the same for all of you, which is why it's important to state who you are. I'm a good friend. 
I'm a fun daughter. I wouldn't say easy or great. (laughs) I'm a sister. I am a lover. I'm a fucking fighter. I'm a survivor. And I am a super fun chick that people love hanging with. I'm funny. (laughs) So are you guys. Um, That's who I am. What um, have I been up to? Well, since we parted ways, I actually got very sad and ill um, after we shot a Japanese show all across Japan for the last few years. Just making sure we're recording. It's been so long. I like forgot about my equipment. It had like dust and shit on it. Not really, but (laughs) so I went through Japan, um, I flew, I think it was roughly about 30 different flights to create a new series for you, Kintsugi. It will be out in a few months. Very exciting to show you. Um, I got very sad after I took on a lot of information and I processed a lot of stories of Nagasaki survivors and I didn't know how to process a lot of that. The stuff I heard was so intense. We will go through it when the series airs. So I carried a lot of pain and progress for those who weren't able to share their stories. And it really affected me um, health-wise. Then I was hired by Vogue, Go Conde, and I helped to create a series with them across Tokyo. And you should still come and visit Tokyo when everything clears. Um, And then I celebrated the holidays with my family sister came into town. Her boyfriend came in from London. Um, We had a great time. Um, I went to Paris twice last year, Australia twice last year, and I went to Japan three separate times. I went to Amsterdam. I went to London. um, I went to to Hawaii. I um, sort of got my heart slided and broken by somebody I really liked, which is cool. Totally get it. Everything is perfectly imperfect and timing is really divine. Um, I decided to work on myself. So over the last nine months, I've just been editing and producing and cutting tape for the new show, which all of you in production know takes a lot of grace and time. So, um, here we are. I'm sure there are other projects that will pop up into my head later, but it's really been more about survival and figuring out where my home space was. And for right now it's Los Angeles, but I never thought it was going to be LA. (laughs) Um, so let's talk about where we are now, guys. This is a tough time. People are going to lose jobs. They're going to forget why they got started, um, they're going to freak out. I have 50% of my friends freaking out and I have the other half super calm and like, what the fuck's going on? So I'm going to address all of the people that are freaking out right now. Um, your grandma and grandpa lived through World War II. They, some of them lived through, um, seeing things and hearing things that probably haunted them for the rest of their lives. My grandparents lived through the Nagasaki atomic bomb and 
other bombings through Tokyo. And my grandparents on my Polish side lived through a tremendous amount of war-torn trauma. My grandfather on my dad's side was a POW, a prisoner of war. He was in the Polish military and he was captured by the Russians. And he escaped from the Russians with his comrades, about six or seven of them, um, off of a train. He, I mean, my grandma had no idea where he was forever. And uh, you can just kind of think of these stories. When I interviewed the Nagasaki survivors, I heard about um, maggots eating people alive, a railroad track where everyone committed suicide because they could not live with themselves um, scorched and burned with their intestines hanging out or their eyeballs blown out of their head. Um, and one lovely, amazing teacher that we interviewed who's in her seventies, eighties now would remind me during our interviews about the stench and the smell of what it was like to smell that many burning bodies. Um, and on impact 70 to 80,000 people were killed during the atomic bomb in Nagasaki alone. And over time, that number doubled. There's a lot to talk about and putting things into perspective on where we are right now. Please don't freak out. Stay calm and stay the course because your ancestors already paved the way for you and you have to do them dignity and honor and make them proud. We live in a time where people care about money and power and beauty and greed and we've lost our fucking shit and I'm over it, man. All those fake weirdos on Instagram, I just started to unfollow them one by one, and I don't give a fuck. I'm just over it. I'm like, I've worked through the gauntlet of LA, New York, and now back in LA again, and as my career has shifted into better journalism, I have to be honest, I don't care about any of these fake people, because deep down inside you know, where your gut lies and where your heart is, where you can feel it beating and where you can feel like all of your honest, like, um, tolerance, if you will. That's where I know I'm real. And I always have been. And I'm the same person in person as I am on Instagram. Um, things might look perfect, but Wabi Sabi, here we are talking about how, Um, financially and emotionally, I was destroyed by the Japanese show last year. And I I can't even get into you guys. I can't even get into the negotiations, the business affairs, the payment structure, the lawyers, the agents, the negotiations of the whole deal and distribution, the way that the payments came, you know, out um, to us, all of that stuff. I can't talk to you about that. (laughs) That's all business shit. But I can tell you, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. It was harder than writing six books, all in one. I could write books in my sleep. But a TV show? (laughs) Yes, tall order. And I thank, oh, my hands on my heart. I thank my mother, my father, my sister, all the Japanese people we interviewed, my team in Japan, my agents and lawyers, and my friends. Oh, my God. You know, a lot of us take L's all the time. That means a loss. And we have to bounce back, as Big Sean says. 
that's all we've got. So all of you living in fear right now, you will bounce back. Please do a little diligence on your ancestry and find out where your parents were, where your grandparents were, and where your great-grandparents were during the war. I can fucking guarantee you they had harder shit to work through than this stupid virus thing going on. It does not discredit the fact that there are tons of people, millions, affected by this. And my heart goes out to all of you. It has affected every single one of us. Um, I report for the Olympics with NBC. And it is affecting our work right now. And instead of choosing to live in fear, I must choose to live in hope. Say that out loud to yourself. Instead of choosing to live in fear, I will choose to live in hope. That's what we're all going to do. Every athlete, every person building that stadium, every travel agent, every hotel agent, every booker, every single coach, every Olympic team out there, they're all praying that this pulls through. That's scary. I know stocks, trades, markets, business, imports, fashion. I mean, all of the Chinese imports that are on hold right now. I mean, we're fucked. But it doesn't mean we won't bounce back. Nagasaki was destroyed and fucking obliterated in a moment, in a flash. And they have rebuilt that city to the most beautiful city. It's 100 miles away from my grandma's house. It's gorgeous. You will bounce back. How do you ask? We've gone through who I am, what I've been up to, where we are now, and where things stand. Now we're talking about the how. How do we get through this together? Okay. First and foremost, you pay gratitude and say thank you right now for your health. You say thank you for the bed that I have to sleep in at night, the roof over my head, the water, the access I have to running water in my apartment. I am so grateful for. I'm grateful for food on the table. There are so many people that are hungry out there, you guys. If you can reach out to wellness in the schools, to your local food banks, to Feeding America, if you can reach out to Health Corps, please donate your time to helping children right now that are out of school and out of meals. That means breakfast and lunch. And please reach out to the food banks. Um, I cannot tell you that there are millions of children out there that eat these lunches every day at school and they need your help right now. So I will be donating my time to Wellness in the Schools and Health Corps and Feeding America and making sure that I do my part while I lost seven different clients in a few days. I have time to volunteer. When I was younger, I had no job. I was writing Pretty Delicious. It was my first solo book deal with Rodale. I was 26. I didn't know what to do. I had a breakup with my boyfriend in LA at the time. And this is over 10 years ago. Um, my dad told me, if you don't have a job right now, Candace, other than writing your book, then you go build your resume and you work for people that need your help. So I went to an Encinitas breadline and I worked 
with all of the food donations, with all the cute old ladies. And they were like, aren't you on TV? Like, don't you work in media? And I was like, yeah, but it doesn't matter because my dad told me I had to build my resume right now. And I saw people I knew from high school come to that bread line. And when that happened and we saw each other and we hugged it out, it's probably one of the more touching moments in my life to show you what true humility is on both sides, on all sides. You should pay gratitude right now. Your how is be of service to other people right now. This podcast, I mean, it's not for profit. I do it all the time as my due diligence to help you. I don't ask for anything in return and I don't need anything in return. I just need you to tell me that you're going to follow the light and live in hope and not live in fear. That's the only way we're going to get through this in cooperation. How are we going to do this? We're going to social distance for the two weeks that we're asked or longer. Right now we're talking about March 17th, 2020. So please, please make sure that you social distance and do your part and wash your hands like a motherfucker. That means like 50 times. (laughs) How are we going to do this? Call your friends, check in on them. I have friends who have canceled their weddings. I have friends who lost jobs. I have friends who have to put their kids into childcare and work overtime and lose money because they don't know what to do. I have friends freaking out because they just went freelance and they have no idea how they're going to pay their rent. I am with you. I took out my retirement account. I paid for 50% of the Japanese show that's coming out out of pocket. I managed and struggled and managed and struggled. It is part of the cycle of life. Please live this one life knowing that you are part of a continuum. Your grandparents, your parents, and us. If you're a millennial like me, it doesn't ever feel like you're part of a continuum. It feels like we're outsiders and we're fucked and we have no money to buy homes and we're not married and we don't give a fuck and we enjoy being single and we like partying, whatever it is. I mean, I love my life the way it is right now. I try to live in hope and never in fear. I have resilience. That is the practice of gaman that is in my heart. And I carry it for you like a torch. Just think of the Olympic torch. It's out there somewhere right now, burning. And they're hoping and praying and wishing with all their might that the torch will be lit. We will make that decision in May. Yeah, that is scary. Why, 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 why does this all matter? Well, first and foremost, Some higher power let me know that this is all happening for a reason. I was stuck through Hurricane Sandy without a house for over a week and sleeping on my friend's floor, Molly, Molly's floor and Janelle and I all slept together in her studio apartment on the floor. We had no power. We had no water. We had no internet and we had no, like, just nothing. We didn't even know what to do. We just Janelle and I walked 60 blocks from downtown on Wall Street up to Molly's house. We got into a huge fight and we survived together for a week living on our floor. It was crazy because you learned about what was important to you. This is a reset. It's the exact same thing that's happening. If anything, the world just needed a big reboot. 
and we needed to value what we have. We had too many people that felt entitled. We had too many people that were full of greed and too many people seeking power, influence. I mean, beauty is like cool and I love it, but it's not the end all be all. If you can look into a person's eyes or soul and you can see the other side of them like a mirror or you can see through them like a mirror, I think that's one of the most beautiful things you can do. Why? Because living in the present moment is all we really have. If there's one book I want to recommend for you to read right now, it's called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Um, You can get it on Audible and it will change your life. Why is this happening to us? Well, we have to value what we do have. And the entitlement was like off the chain in this world. I come from a family that is really just normal. Mom's still a Japanese school teacher. Go mom. She says, you know, Candice, I'm just trying to help the Japanese and American relationship to be better. It's not for profit. Me and your father, we don't really care about the things that you care about. Well, Mom, I don't really care about all this shit. It's just you made me who I am. <laughs> she says, you know, you are really good. You have a confidence. I sometimes can't believe you are my child. <laughs> yeah, dude. Me too, Mom. <laughs> I love my parents. Um, They're like for real off the chain the coolest why is this happening because we have to pay more gratitude to the people that are important to us to the places that we can go and why is it happening because living in the present moment is all that really matters and so if you have a beating heart and running water and a family to go home to a pet to snuggle up with hi Cece Chunky. I still have my cat from college. She's off the chain. Super chunky. Um, why is this happening? To put everything into perspective. Hit the reboot button. Hit the reset button. Spend your time isolating. Donate your time to charity right now. And call me. I'm not going to answer a ton of questions today. Because I wanted to set us straight. This is our first date back into getting back together. This is season two. We're going to be bigger and fucking badder. We're going to be so good. We are in this together. The silver lining is get rid of all the shit in your life right now. Start cleaning and clearing it out. Tell a friend how much you love them. Take good care of yourself. In fact, now is the time to take better care of yourself than ever before. I'm going to read you 10 simple practices that you can do right now that are really going to help. And then we're going to close out because I want you to actually put this into action. I'm not much of a talker. I really am more of a doer. So these are the 10 things I want you to practice right now. Okay, here we go. Number one, let your friends know that you care about them daily and check in on them. Number two, consume more fruits and veggies every day. 
and make it a total priority to boost your immunity now. Go get a pen, write this down. These are juicy. Number three, become a nerd and start writing, reading, while making face masks at home to beautify um, and kick up your vitamin routine with probiotics, turmeric, and biotin. I just say that because I like staying hot forever. Number four, turn your phone off at 8 p.m. every night and leave it in the kitchen to charge. Don't set an alarm. This is really good for right now because you can social distance, you can work from home, and you can sleep in. Turning my phone off at 8 p.m. every night and leaving it in the kitchen is epic. And in the morning, I meditate with matcha. I feed my cat. I check my emails. And I don't touch my phone for 30 minutes after I wake up. Try it. Number five, get quality sleep every night. Use lavender oil, earplugs, a mask, cozy pillows, a hot guy to read you a book, or do other things to you whatever you need to do to relax. Number six, clean your apartment out. Start organizing your life right now. Sanitize everything and wash your hands. Number seven, you can start unfollowing fake as fuck people on social who just don't make you feel good. Number eight, don't forget to write this down. Stay home if you are sick and be very mindful of others. Social distancing right now. Number nine, cook at home, healthy meals, learn a new dish every week and start cooking. I am back on Food Network and I'll tell you all about that on another episode. Number 10, reach out to someone that you have a crush on. Fuck it. What do you have to lose? Nada. Overall, guys, keep the practice real. Keep grace, stay calm and carry on. And when you need to channel someone to give you grace and power to get through this time. You channel your grandparents. That's it. All right. A few announcements. Uh, Season two is back. Share this episode with your friends. Be like, dude, I can't fucking believe it. She's back and she's fucking better than ever. True. (laughs) Subscribe to my podcast, Wabi Sabi. Please give it a five-star review. Tell me how much you love me. I read them all. They're so juicy. And you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, which we're building up like right now. Please purchase my book, Kintsugi Wellness, for a friend and send it to them with a love note. If you don't have it for yourself, then get it right now. K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I. Kintsugi Wellness. My website, CandiceKumai.com, is full of free recipes and great content for you all the time. And if you don't fucking follow me on Instagram, you better do that right now because social distancing. Even though we're not together, we should be close. I love you. I love how much you've been asking me for this comeback. I will be around and I will try to record as many social distancing podcasts for you while we have to be close but far. (laughs) I love you. And as my mom says, you know, there is really nothing to worry about in this time. We just have to take good care and kind of eat good fruits, vegetables, and stay home with your father. I've been teaching your father how to cook. So how was um, the sushi? You guys did sushi? Oh, yeah. He's a roll. Um, it doesn't look good, but it tastes the same. 
I love you. Don't forget, we all are taking a huge L right now, and it's time to bounce back. So keep the faith, live in hope, get rid of the fear. P.S. And you guys know I never do P.S.'s, but I was just making kale chips in the kitchen in my pajamas, and I had this thought. I know that we're all kind of questioning the why right now. Um... And here's an answer that I got. I've been cutting the tapes um, in the edit bay for this new show for what seems like an eternity. And for us to sort of have this horrible year where we all feel at a loss right now. A ton of us are losing work and money in more ways than we can count. And we're just going to have to fucking live through it. We can do this. The one thing that I keep thinking of is the ending of episode three. I fought for this episode off based off of Nagasaki that the network actually asked me to not put together an air. And every time I watch it, I well into tears because these people survived the unthinkable. They looked at the charred bodies of their parents and the bones like their homes destroyed. Like it looked like the world ended. I can't wait to show you these visuals because they will make you feel so lucky and fortunate and full of grace. But the one thing I know is that one particular survivor named Ikeda-san, he was a little boy, I believe 11, while he was digging his family's bomb shelter. It's 1945, August 11th. He's digging the bomb shelter and the fucking atomic bomb from the U.S. drops And he survived because he was inside of the bomb shelter. Every survivor has a different story of where they were at that one point in time. And it meant you were either charred within a second or you lived through the the trauma of radiation, cancer, and horrific health problems. And then you pass those down to your children Ikeda-san said during his last interview, which is like the last minute of the series that always makes me cry, he says the greatest thing is at the end of the day to go home and eat and drink clean water and have a conversation with your family. And he says this in Japanese. These days we take this for granted and the younger generation thinks it's normal to take all that granted for granted but he says it's not normal he says that we should be more appreciative of the things that we have and when you don't have anything and when you hear the stories of how they had no clothes and they had no parents and they had no family there were hundreds of a-bomb orphans they were coined hibaksha which meant you were in a atomic bomb survivor and they ostracized you from the community um when you live through that i think you have stories to tell that will give the rest of us grace 
What the world needs right now is a lot of heroes and pioneers and leaders to step up. You can step up quietly and help others and do your time volunteering and donate. But what the world is saying right now is that I need to cry my tears of cleansing and I need a reboot. You need a reboot. And I'm going to force all of you to reset your whole life right now because I really believe the world is hurting and this was the only thing that could stop us. So for that, we're all Kintsugi and we're working on the mending and the healing and the sealing right now. And we have to do that together because once we come back together, we'll be more beautiful than ever before. Please don't ever forget that. I love you guys. And remember, this is happening for a reason. And we have to live through it with grace together. And I know you can be a hero and you can be a leader and you can do that. All right. I love you guys for real. And thanks for hearing me out. And um, I can't wait to share regardless of how hard this year is going to be. I just can't wait to share this series with you. Thank you so much for listening to me. It is a gift that I get to be here with you all the time. Hands on my heart. I love you and I'll see you soon. Don't forget to subscribe. Ciao for now. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back.